This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are very glad to have you with us today and we are uh, we're in an uncompromising mood today. <laughs> we are. <laughs> That'll make more sense maybe as we unpack this show. But we've uh, we've been reading a book, and contrary to popular belief, we can read all of us. <laughs> Some of us faster than others, and sometimes they have to be bigger letters than others. You know? I do audiobook. <laughs> you, do, you can do audiobook. You know, it sometimes it has to be bigger, larger print for some of us. But yeah, it's uh, we've been reading a book called "Didn't See It Coming." Mm-hmm. And so this is a couple of the chapters we're talking about today from that book because it had a big impact on us, as the author talked about it. And the author is Carrie New- Newhoff. Newhoff. Newhoff, I said it right? Don't compromise. Yeah. Get it right. It's Carrie <laughs> Newhoff. And so it's an easy read, but it, it, he goes through, and, and the formula is kind of he'll, he'll bring up a problem in one chapter and then give you some resolution to that problem in the next chapter. And so we kind of reading as a group and kind of talking through and helping us get to know each other's stories a little bit more so, which is good in a band of brothers. And so it's a great, great thing to do with, with a group of people. But this particular topic is on the topic of compromise. And so the question becomes, what's wrong with compromise? Now, we got all these people sitting around the table and I got quiet. Uh, what, what's wrong with compromise, Jim? We have to define compromise. Um, Most of the time, we look at it as as a form of negotiation. You know, I want this, you want that, let's find a middle ground. But the problem with compromise is what we do internally more than externally. And for me, it's a matter of rationalization is my word. You know, I I can do this and it's not as bad as what I could do. So we'll slide down that slope a little bit. Yeah, I think that on compromise, there's an old adage that talks about, you know, any good thing taken too far becomes a bad thing. Right? You can take, well, that's not necessarily always true, but there is a lot of truth in that. And a lot of things, you know, holding accountability can be a good thing, but I could also come off as a very strict police officer that my kids never wanted to be around, you know, which would be the, the opposite side of that equation. And so... Yeah, a good thing taken too far can be not good, and that's that's the whole thing with compromise, which we're going to learn about today. Yeah, was you know, as a car salesman, I'll just call it right there in the <laughs> minutia. You know, it's a matter of compromise of integrity, right? And you know, if you're compromising your integrity, in other words, if you're selling a car, um, becomes more important than telling the truth then you've compromised the integrity. And, you know, when you know that what you're selling isn't what the people are getting, you know, there's compromise in that. And believe me, every car salesman that ever, you know, stepped onto the lot is going to struggle there. And unfortunately, a lot of their managers are struggling much more than they are. And they're the ones teaching them, you know, what, what it is they're going to do. And I've certainly fell into that trap myself. 
And so I, I get it. Absolutely. And that actually does set us up on a clip. I want to go ahead and, and play. And this is, um, again, it depends on your definition of compromise. And this is from the movie Braveheart. I know it's Robbie's least favorite clip from the movie, <laughs> <laughs> although he likes it. Is Robert the Bruce compromising just doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. I could, I could see that. But, you know, I want you to listen to Robert the Bruce talking to his father and his father's words to him. And in his father's mind, what makes a man noble? And so when we listen to this, we'll come back and talk about the whole topic of compromise. Father? Uh, come in, come in. A rebellion has begun. Under whom? A commoner named William Wallace. You will embrace this rebellion. Supported from our lands in the north. I will gain English favor by condemning it and ordering it opposed from our lands in the south. Sit down. Stay a while. This Wallace, he doesn't even have a knighthood, but he fights with passion and he inspires. <laughs> and you wish to charge off and fight as he did, eh? So would I, eh? <laughs> well, maybe it's time. It is time to survive. You're the 17th Robert Bruce. The 16 before you passed you land and title because they didn't charge in. Call a meeting of the nobles. But they do nothing but talk. Rightly so. They're as rich in English titles and lands as they are in Scottish, just as we are. You admire this man, this William Wallace. Uncompromising men are easier to admire. His courage, so does a dog. But it is exactly the ability to compromise that makes a man noble. And understand this. Edward Longshanks is the most ruthless king ever to sit on the throne of England. And none of us, and nothing of Scotland will remain unless we are as ruthless. Give ear to our nobles, knowing their minds is the key to the throne. Yeah, I think it gets back to Jim as we were talking about what does it mean to compromise. Yeah, from this point in the show as we talk about, we're talking about what Robbie's saying when we say compromise is letting go of some of your values as you make a decision, justifying a decision, rationalizing, as you said, Jim, not the compromise that can be used to reach common good where two people are reaching common good that's good for everybody. Right, that is a form of compromise, but but the author doesn't isn't writing about that, and really, that's not the danger of what happens in our life. The danger in our life is we make these small compromises in order to rationalize something, and all of a sudden we start veering down a road and becoming somebody much more different than what we set out to be. Well, yeah, that's the point that I wanted to make too, because I, you know, to the salesman side of things, I'm just so thankful I've never had to be a salesman. My gosh, I. Don't know if I could do it because the pressure from everybody to go tell them one thing when you know something else has got to be unbelievable. So I love when he says here is the, the, the subtle compromise that you just talked about, Sam. We make day after day all these little ones. For me, it's, it's you know, we, we, look, we try to look at things as where are the big heavy hitters that changed my life? That I went to this, you know, I had some big reflection one day and I found God because it was some awe thing like Paul had, you know. It, most of our lives aren't like that. They're just subtle, little, small things that we do for the good or for the bad. 
and these subtle things will grow on you. The small half-truths, the rationalizations that Jim talked about, the excuses, because I think you build it from, oh, I recognize it, I shouldn't do it, then it becomes, man, I shouldn't have done them, to it's okay, everybody else does them. And it just builds on itself, and you get the, all the excuses, and that's the gap between who we are and who we really want to be. And by the time you figure it out down the road, when you realize there's this gap, that's like, oh, crud, now what do I do to go fix this? Because now you got a huge <coughs> mess in a pile to go clean up. Yeah. You know, we were talking about before the, uh, before the show, some of my favorite shows to watch. You know, there's been a few of them on TV. I've been watching one uh, over the last uh, couple of years called Good Girls. And it's about this group of ladies that rob a grocery store with all the quote-unquote right intentions you know there's gonna make this one bad step and it's all these other steps they take just small little things they take and all of a sudden they're completely different people down the road you know and that's what can happen to us if we're not careful you know it's that one allowance we make at work where we do something we say we would never do or the thing in a relationship where we give in when we know we really shouldn't you know and jim did you want to add something well, I was thinking of what we mentioned before. I was in that thing where my wife and I were binging Blacklist a while back. Mm-hmm. And the uncompromising person in that was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. He had standards and he kept them. But all of the quote-unquote good guys slowly slid down that slippery slope. And, you know, well, we need to do this so we can keep this informant. And they compromised their integrity and pretty much all of them got in trouble and had bigger compromises they had to make to get out of the trouble they were in from the small ones. And having watched that show as well, at some point they don't even see they're making compromises anymore. It's just a way of doing things. One of one of the things that hit me hard yesterday uh, was reading, and I was reading about Saul. And Saul's big fall when he lost the kingdom, because he was a good king, for quite a while before his slip. And what he didn't do was kill everything. He saved the the best of the livestock to sacrifice to God, or at least that was his rationalization. But they kept some of the plunder, which God said, don't hold back anything here. And 30 years ago, I'd have been mad at God for picking on him for being so trivial. And now I look at that and I pick on me for being, my gosh, I do that every day. So where's my kingdom? Mm-hmm. So now the tough questions become, guys, you know, when, when have we compromised in our lives? When are some times that, you know, as you've been reading through this book or we've been, God's been working with you on the topic, when have you realized, hey, you know what, I've, I've kind of compromised from time to time. I wanted to add something about Saul. Saul was hiding among the baggage when he was first going to be anointed as king. Later on, Samuel asked where he is. Well, he's gone off and he's erected a monument to himself. He went from being very humble to being overly proud. And so that was a basic change in his character where he compromised. And, you know, I think we have to recognize the cost that we may have to pay if we're not going to compromise. Um, I've had a saying that my wife doesn't particularly like for me to use, but it's, I can be friends with anybody, but we're going to be friends on my terms. 
I'm not becoming something I'm not just to be friends. That's a good point. So compromise is something that can sneak up and kind of catch us out of out of the blue. I know for me, it's probably the first time that, you know, I closed a home years ago when I knew something was wrong in the house, but we really needed the closing. We needed the money financially for the company. I was getting a lot of pressure from the company I was with. It's not the company I'm with now, uh, many years ago. And it was when I lived in California, and we were closing houses that were nowhere near ready to be lived in. You know, unfortunately, years down the road, I got with some good companies that helped me break that and be back to the place of the integrity I wanted to be. And so we come back, we're going to talk about this topic of compromise and how it sneaks up on you and how you can break through it and get to the other side and step back into that place of character that God calls you to be. Go to maskandjourneyradio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp November 7th through 10th. Hi, this is Sam with Mask and Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. I could fake it just to make it Give a promise just to break it Who would they tell me? Maybe if I only gave away The part of me, heart of me Just enough to start something Ain't nothing, keep judging I won't compromise I won't say goodbye Robert, that's a good song you picked. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Sam, because I was going to say, yeah, it's his favorite song. <laughs> it is. Well, I found it because it, it, it speaks to compromise, but I would be lying, compromising if I said who wrote it or, or whatever. But or what the rest thought, of it's about, just that, that part we've heard. That's not any of us know. None of us know. That. But that's that lyric, like, you know, and, there, and there's that. Is that what you wanted to be when you were a little kid? You know, you know is this what you dreamed of that you were someday going to become? And, and, you know, you would ask, you know, what if some compromises and, and, you know, it may have taken me all this time since I lost the dealership to really understand the one part of owning that dealership in Moxville that I, where the compromise was that was literally ripping out my heart. Cause you know, I get the part where you're selling cars and, and, and the possibility of misrepresenting. I actually dealt with that years and years and years ago. What I never could get past when I was a car dealer was how the factory would manipulate you as a dealer. And, and they would give you incentives in order to do things that you knew were wrong for the company. But if you didn't take the bait, you would be 
in, in, in other words, if you were going to get the allocations that you needed, the cars that you needed to sell, if you were going to get the right incentives to be able to sell the cars you needed to sell, you had to take their deal. And the deal was a compromise and would be bad for your own stockholders of your own company. And they knew it. But every month it came up and you had to do it every month. And it was literally ripping. I, I have nightmares for seven or eight years afterwards of I got to sell one more car. I got to sell one more car because I needed to make that in order to not be betraying my own stockholders. Yeah. And they put you in that position. I'm going to go to a clip. And, and this is, a, you know, you said something, Robbie, when you first was sharing that story. And thank you for sharing that, that. You know, you, you have this vision of who you're going to be, right? And right. then all of a sudden you find yourself not there down the road. Well, in this clip, you know, you think about little boys that, you know, they want to be the hero to come through, right? I don't know. Most little boys, no matter what what the sport is or what the situation is, but they want to be the hero that can come through when it needs to be. Well, in this clip that we're going to hear from Open Range, there's some really good-hearted people that lost sight of what's really important to him, and it takes somebody to remind him of it. And in this scenario, there's been a bad guy that's come in. He's been running the town, and through a series of compromises, people have just allowed him to get away with things, and some others kind of come in fresh called Free Rangers, and they see life a little differently. And so let's pick up the clip as they're setting talking about this. I- I'd like you to meet my boys, Ray Murray. We run a freight outfit when yes, the weather cooperates. Boss Spearman. The marksman here is uh, Charlie Waite. Is all that true? What you said in the cafe? Yeah. This kid over at Doc's house was put on death's doorstep by Baxter. Deepen Mac. Ralph. Ray. Corey. Whiskey. This is Ralph Peterson. He runs a general store. That's where I was when the dog got free. Oh, you, you fellas the free grazers, I expect. Uh, no offense, see, personally, I, I don't stand with others around here about free grazers. There was a fight in your store about a week or so back. Some of Baxter's men jumped our friend. There's a big fella. Yeah, saw the whole thing. That big fella drove the hell out of the mother three. Broke one's arm. Your gun hand named Butler, would it? That's what they say. Uh, felt bad about your friend. Is he all right? He's dead. It's too bad. Seemed like a nice young fella. Shame what this town has come to. You could do something about it. What? We're freighters. Ralph here's a shopkeeper. You're men, ain't you? I didn't raise my boys just to see him killed. Well, you may not know this, but there's uh, things that gnaw at a man worse than dying. So there's things that gnaw at a man worse than dying, and some of those things are called compromise. Oh, yeah. And they do gnaw. In fact, it took me years to understand the gnawing that, that had happened to my soul. And God <laughs> bailed me out because <laughs> I never would have, you know, done what I did. No, and I, I think that you see all these people, good people that you know, that end up being in a totally different place, and you're surprised that what they've allowed themselves to get into. But it, most of them, 
it wasn't as Rodney you said this one big decision I'm gonna jump in and all of a sudden be this completely different person it's the the slippery sliding slope of compromise of just allowing those values to erode away and that's really what I like about that clip from the standpoint of you got Kevin Cosner's character it says you know your men ain't you reminding the guys that you know what sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say what what am I really made of what do I really want to be made of God what did you make me to be like and how do I get back to that guy how do I take those steps back yeah and I like in the book where he, he like you guys pictured hey when you're little and you're young and what do you picture yourself being and you find yourself later in life we talked about being separated from that you're different <clears throat> if you picture yourself and it's eulogy time and what are people going to come in and say because he's a pastor also so he talks about yeah i've done all kinds of different you know services for funerals and when they come in there and they can't hardly find anything good to say about the person who's passed away that is extremely sad and what do they what do they remember <clears throat> they don't remember your resume they don't remember what your last quarter was and sales or anything like that they remember who you are they remember your character and that's the legacy you start to leave behind yeah i was born in 1941 compare this country then to this country now and its attitude toward god toward the sanctity of life and so many other things and how did we get here we got here over a long period of time, starting with compromises and adding to them over and over and over. And this country is not even a 30-second cousin to what it used to be. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, and this will sound like I'm teasing you, I'm actually not this time. A lot of times I do tease you, but I'm not. But someone that was born in like 1919 would have said 1941 was a severe slip. You know what I mean? Because we would continue to make compromises since way back when, and it, it, we hope that it'll get better, you know, as a country, but all we can do is get better as individuals, you know, and hopefully that impacts that country. Now, what's some of the things that the author talks about that we, you can do? You know, because so, we want to give the, some people some, some, some things they can do here to, to do something about this compromise. Yeah, that's what I like is very first one, when you, your gap between your public and private life starts to get larger and... Your character is compromised when you can no longer tell the world the truth. So that's where he sees this gap between what your words are and what your deeds are. And then he makes a commitment to, okay, I'm going to make sure my words say what my deeds are. Tell the truth. Because then what deed do you want to have? You want to have the good deed so you can tell them the truth and tell them something good. Yeah, have your walk match the talk. Yeah, kill the poser. Yeah, basically. Take it back in there. Yeah, get back to our terminology. The the one thing that really impacted me the most, in fact, I've already taken this and stuck it on my wall to some extent, but it is practicing integrity, being intentional about spending time looking at yourself introspectively and challenging yourself to do better. And one of the wonderful things about getting older is the the big mistakes are harder to make just because you don't have the energy to do it <laughs> but one of the things that in my life has been a problem is that matter of integrity particularly regarding money 
I long and and the slippery slope works both ways. The return to integrity is one step at a time, but those have to be intentional, and that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. I went from where once upon a time, well, if I stole from a store, that's not a big deal because I'm not hurting anybody individually. Mm-hmm. Till now, and it got it's funny how you get these temptations. Uh, moving up from the being the thief, I went to the point of being, well, you know, they didn't charge me for that. This that's their fault. To now, I'll go back to a store to pay for something that they did give me that they didn't charge me for, and that seems to be happening more lately. And every time I'm looking at that and saying, "Okay, here's a challenge to my integrity. What am I going to do?" And you know, therein lies a an interesting place for me is how do I really abide? How do I have such a walk with God that when those things come in during the day, the little ones, right, that I'm pausing and I'm saying, God, how do we see this? (laughs) You know, know, help me interpret this. Is this a place where I am risking my integrity or is this, you know, a place that, you know, you, you know, help me. I mean, because I, I, I figured out, you know, that we're not going to get this done on our own. You know, God's rigged the world so that if you want to have that place of integrity, you're going to have to walk even closer to him, which means, you know, taking that time, but also, you know, being grounded there to where, where's my go-to when all of a sudden I've got a question like that. Robbie, one thing I was going to say uh, to that point, behavior modification will never work. So it is walking with God in those every moment. We can try, you know, the hardest we want. We're never going to um, get there. We need to walk with God. So just wanted to make that point. Yeah, and, and as Rodney's circling the wagons here with his thing, he's telling us, you know, walking in a group of band of brothers, walking in people that will walk with you and get to know you and say, hey, wait a minute, something's not right here. I can feel it. I can sense it with you. What's going on? And, and having those conversations and be willing to step in. And I think, you know, Brian, you're right. Behavior modification doesn't work, but it is a place to start as long as you're walking with God, right? You can look at something and say, what can I do intentionally to step in, step by step to get better? But God, lead me on those steps. Which step do you want me to take? Where do you want me to go? How can I increase my character? How can I get better? How can I step away from the slippery slope of compromise? This week, I just challenge you to ask God to open your eyes to those places where you've been compromising that you know in your heart that you want to make different and have him lead you in a way that takes you away from there. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp November 7th through 10th. We look forward to talking with you next week.